Amen. Turn to the book of John, chapter 5 this morning. John, chapter 5. Pastor Jeff last week, I thought, did an amazing job talking about, yep, daring to move in compassion. Such a timely thing to hear because I feel like things are moving. We, we move in culture. We move in society, but not always in compassion. We're more combative sometimes. We've been in a series called Daring. We talk about daring to believe, daring to follow, daring to move in compassion. This week, we're going to add to the list. Now, I, I want to I read first in John chapter 5 this story of this man. And there's two people that I want you to pay attention to as I read this. There's a man who is paralyzed, who is crippled, and then I want you to pay attention to what Jesus does. These are the two principal people that I want you to pay attention to. And we're going to see what it is that these two show us in this story. John 5, verse 1. It says, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. And inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. Yeah, wow, you can say wow. Turn to somebody and say wow. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? Can you take a second this morning, if you're driving and listening to this, roll your window down, shout to somebody who might be passing on the other side of a freeway. I don't care what you do. Shout across the room. Turn to the person next to you. I want you to ask this question this morning. Would you like to be well this morning? Ask somebody. Maybe you need to lay your hand on yourself this morning and say, would you like to be well this morning? Okay. We're preparing, we're preparing for a preach here, okay? We're going to prepare our hearts. We're preparing the environment. Prepare your cubicle at work. Prepare your kitchen. You're making bacon, but we're preparing for a preach, okay? Buckle up, buttercup. That's what time it is. Listen to what the man says. Jesus says, would you like to be well? He's been sitting there for 38 years. My gosh. And he says, would you like to be well? Listen to the man. What does he say? I can't. Oh, man. Two words that I despise. He says, I can't, sir. At least he was polite. The sick man said, for I have no one or no man to put me in the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Relying on other people for manifestation of what God has for you. Oh, you don't even know. <laughs> Jesus like brushes past this whole like, I can't. Oh, and Jesus gets right to like, uh, oh, okay, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Catch this. This dude just told Jesus, I don't have time to be healed. Jesus is like, all right, pick, just stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Like as if he didn't even hear, I can't. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. 
I can't do it. <laughs> Jesus is calling. <laughs> Listen, if you don't have your phone silenced and someone calls you, I'm going to be like, every time, I'm going to be like, okay. We're going to have fun with it. Instantly, check this out. Instantly the man was healed or made whole. He rolled up his sleeping mat and he began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. There's always a but. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. Uh-huh. So the Jewish leaders objected, really. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry the sleeping mat. People always object to the methodology of God's miracles in your life. Just hold on to that for a second. You want me to say that again? People will tend to object to the methodology, how God, how Jesus performs miracles in your life. So the man replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Like, hey, it, it, it's not on me, man. I told him I couldn't see what had happened, officer was. I told him I can't. And then he just said, pick up your mat and walk. And then I was healed. Then I picked up my mat and I walked. And then you guys approached me and started telling me that I can't actually walk in the miracle because I didn't obey your methods. Who said such a thing as that? They demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd, but afterward Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well, so stop sinning or something even worse will happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. Now, this moment he tells all these guys it was Jesus, then all heck breaks loose, okay? I like to say all heaven breaks loose because this, we're still on a trajectory for Jesus doing what he was called to do. So I'll just say all heaven broke loose, right? Hell wasn't winning, heaven was, so all hell didn't break loose, all heaven broke loose right here. And these men went and started questioning Jesus, like, hey, who are you, what are you doing, why are you doing this thing outside of the methodology of the way we want it done? We need you to answer this question, okay? They didn't question the miracle, they questioned the method. And Jesus says, in verse 19, I tell you the truth, the Son of God can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Jesus and this man were partners. They were together, and they both did the exact same thing in the story that we're going to talk about today. They lived with daring obedience. Jesus is like, hey, this is what the Father's doing. I'm going to move in daring obedience, and I'm just going to do what dad's doing. Dad does it, I'm going to do it. Today, I want to, real quickly, because if you're joining us for the first time, I want to define this word daring so that we can understand what it is that we're really, we're basing this off of. I want, I want you to grasp, like, daring obedience. The word daring means adventurous audaciously bold, bold especially with confident disregard to your personal comfort. <laughs> to disregard, bold with, with disregard to convention of thought or conventional thought or the way that people just seem to always do things. It means being full of life. Today, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna show you how the lame man was able to walk because he walks in daring 
Obedience. And the first thing that we need to understand is that daring obedience releases grace. Let, let, let me, I, I love words. Because I think words matter. So it says in Psalm 128, it says, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. Now, if you don't know anything about God and you say, blessed are those who fear God, I'm not talking about falling on your face because God beats me, you know, and, and he's abusive. Not, that's, not, that's, not, that, that's not what it is. And I don't know what your perception of authority is because everyone has a different perception. Because listen, this side of heaven, like, th- people misuse power and okay, but God is a good God. He's a good father, okay? And so I want you to understand what healthy fear is because healthy fear is like you don't go sit down in the middle of the freeway and have a picnic. Why? Because you're gonna afraid you're gonna get your butt ran over. Why? Because you have a healthy fear. You're in awe of the fact that that car hitting you at 80 miles an hour is gonna dismember you. Sorry to be so morbid, but like, do you understand the power, the positive power of having reverence, respect, and being in awe, being in fear of something? Are you you, you on the same page as me now? So blessed are those who fear the Lord in this way. And, And that word also means that are worshipful, that worship God, that are devoted to God. They walk in obedience to him. This word obedience is to hear and act. It means to be in the same way, not a clone, not someone that's a clone of me. We're not, we're not going to be a, like in, in that way. We're not cl- like Jesus isn't like, hey, I want this man to be obedient. I want him to, to grow his hair like mine and, and like wear a beard like mine and, and have the same shoes as mine and wear the same color pants as mine. Saying, That's not what he's talking about. He's saying you need to be in the same way. It means to be along the same pathway to join in on the journey that Jesus is going on. It means submission to another's authority. It stresses effective hearing. This is, a, this is what effective hearing is. It's one who truly hears will comprehend and respond with obedience. One who truly hears will comprehend and respond with obedience. One of the biggest things that I, I hear myself say as a parent is, do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I hear. If you truly hear, you should be responding with obedience. And too often we hear the word of God, we just don't respond in obedience. So here's this man, he walks, Jesus walks in and he sees all these people hanging out. Now let's understand where it is that they were resting. This place they were resting was a place called Bethesda. I'm going to break down real quickly, this is what the word Bethesda means. Bethesda is actually two words in the Hebrew, it's Beth Ezda, okay? It's not one in English. We put it all together. It's two words, and this is what it means. It means, um, it literally means a place of outpouring. Okay, let, let me use terms that we would use today. It's, it's, it means house of grace. And it says that all of these people were resting underneath these porches. How many porches were there? Five porches. You know what the biblical meaning of the number five is? Grace. So we have in John chapter... Five, this story of a man laying and sitting on a mat in the house of underneath five porches. Do you think God wants us to understand that when you live with daring obedience, that it releases grace? I mean, I just, I just gave you like four different arrows pointing, saying, 
Daring obedience releases grace. <laughs> All right, I'm preaching to myself. Here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to present to you the possibility that every one of us can see ourselves in this story, and this is, this is how. See, this man was crippled by something physical. Perhaps you're crippled by something emotional. Perhaps you're crippled by something mental. Perhaps you, and I think one of the most important and probably the one of the most damaging long-term is you're crippled spiritually. What, I, what, I, what I'm going to suggest to you this morning is you may be sitting here and saying, I don't even, number one, I don't even like you, dude. <laughs> number two, I don't believe in God. But let me tell you something. You're looking for something. And you may not know yet that the answer is Jesus, but you're searching. Because at the end of the day, we can all agree on this one thing. We all have a deficiency that necessitates God's grace covering us. That we can all relate to this man in some form or fashion. That I may be saying I'm full of faith in Jesus Christ and you may say I have no faith in Jesus. But you and I are the same in this human community called humanity. And that we all have failing points and deficiencies. And daring obedience allows you and I to actually experience the grace that God has for you. Now, I just want to say this quickly. That it's one thing to exist in the awareness of grace and it's another thing for you to step into it and experience it. This man had been sitting, okay, check this out. He'd been sitting there for 38 years, sitting underneath grace, sitting underneath five porches, resting in the shade so he doesn't get burnt by the sun and he's, keep, he's safe and I'm sure people were helping him eat. And, 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 and he's been sitting, he's been aware of the grace that happens there, but he's just never experienced it. Then maybe in your life, this morning, you've been told about the grace of this God. That you've been told about this wonderful man named Jesus. That the gospel, the good news of what Jesus Christ has done for humanity has been told to you. You're aware of the grace of God, but maybe you just never have walked in it. And maybe you do follow Jesus, but you just haven't yet experienced it in fullness I want to tell you this morning that daring obedience releases grace. It doesn't produce grace. It releases the grace that's always been there. Okay, check this out. John 5, 8, Jesus tells him, listen to the trajectory. He says, stand up, pick up your mat, walk. This is what Jesus says. Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. The very next line says, and the man was healed. Then it says, the man stood up, he picked up his mat, and he walked. Why is this important? Jesus told him to walk, to stand up and walk. The healing was made available. 
the man still had to walk it out. The healing is in the house. Somebody better tell me to preach here this morning. The healing is in the house. God's grace for you has been given to you as a provision, but you got to walk in the promise of it. Daring obedience will release God's grace, but you got to trust him. And can we just say we got trust issues? If you, if, if you have trust issues, I'm going to admit, I'm going to admit, okay, I don't, I'm not going to ask you to do this, but if you want to, so I don't feel alone, because it's all about making sure everyone, you know, okay, so I, I got trust issues. If you, if you have trust issues and you feel really confident, okay, I got trust, can you just turn to somebody and say, I got trust issues? Say, I don't trust the preacher. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, someone twisted my arm to listen to this or be here this morning. I don't trust this dude. His pants are green. I don't like green pants. Okay. I don't know what it is, but we have trust issues, don't we? I'm glad we've all been through the therapy session and admitted we're... It's the first step is Admission. Okay, the, the other part of this word obedience, okay, the, and the, is I want us to understand this, is that yes, it means to be submitted to authority. Yeah, okay, I get all that, what I just find. But it also, this, check this out. It means to hear and listen in a state of submission that implies trust or faith. That obedience, daring obedience, is your exhibition of trust. And we all place trust in something or someone. Now I'm gonna say something and I just wanna, before I say it, I, I'm, I'm gonna preface this by saying, I'm not taking a position on what I'm about to say. I'm using this language because it is so widely understood and used right now and it's prevalent in our, in our society. But trust is a big thing. And I will, <laughs> Trust the science. You just got to trust the science, Pat. Okay. I'm going to tell you something right now. Your obedience to that science is based on your level of trust. Okay, I want you to understand, I'm not taking a position. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. I'm just telling you, when you disobey something, it's because you have a lack of trust in it. When I tell my child, you step off that curb, you, you have the potential of getting run over. I think they need to have a healthy fear and they're gonna make a decision in life. Do I trust? my daddy's words. And we're placing our trust, we're obeying lots of things in life. And I'm gonna say something. Whatever you obey, you belong to. 
whatever you obey, you belong to. So what happens is, is you can be like this man. You can be in the place to receive grace, to receive healing, to receive great promises, to receive blessing. I don't care. Fill in the word, okay? You can be in the place to receive grace. And at the same time, lack the daring obedience to trust the person of grace named Jesus Christ. So perhaps we do a good job of showing up in church. But we lack the trust to be obedient and stand up as the church. My wife says smile when I deliver those things. There's, there's power in standing. Listen, what does Jesus say to this guy? Jesus is like, hey, check it out. I'm being obedient to the Father. Today the Father is doing healing. Jesus, what Jesus said. Jesus just said to these Pharisees, to these religious rulers, hey, my dad today decided he was going to do healing. So since he decided he was going to do healing, I was going to be obedient to what my dad was doing. I was going to jump in that car, and I'm like, Dad, you're going to the Disneyland healing routine, so I'm going to jump in with you, and I'm going to do healing today. That's what Jesus is saying. I'm going to join you in what you're doing. And Jesus is like, hey, man, you got some issues. You've been sitting around for 38 years. I could see it. I, I mean, I'm just at, do, do you want to? Are you determined to feel better today? What he's saying is, would you dare to be obedient and join me in what it is that I'm doing today? Would you trust me in this? I understand that you've been sitting there for 38 years. And you know, when you sit for like an hour, you sit the wrong way. Your leg goes to sleep. You know, when you get in there, you, you like you stand up real fast and your ankle is not quite there. It's there, but you just can't feel it. You get those tingly things in your leg. And then you got to stop for a second and go like, wait, people are like, my kids are like, dad, I know you're getting older. You having a stroke. And I'm like, no, no, my foot's asleep. And I can't, and you're trying to walk it out and you can't quite walk it out. Imagine what this man felt like. 38 years sitting in that position. Jesus is like, you need to stand. There's power in standing. He doesn't give an excuse. He's like, well, Jesus, you don't understand. I got those real like tingly things that shoot down my feet when I stand. And you want me to walk. And I'm like, I, just, I need to like just lean for a second because, you know, I can't. Jesus is like, are you a man? <laughs> like, could you just stand up? Like, do you have a spine? <laughs> That's what Jesus is saying. <laughs> Everyone like sat up straight. <laughs> Listen. I'm going to define for you what this really simple word stand means in the English. Let me give you what it means in deeper context biblically. It means to rise. 
cause to rise. Oh, we're starting to now we're starting to wade into some different water now. It means to awaken. Hmm. It means to arouse from the sleep of death. It means to recall what was once dead to life. The cause to be born. That perhaps this morning, God is saying to us, if you would dare to live with obedience and join me in what I'm doing here, the things that seem to be dead, dead, you are pregnant with promise and life if you would dare with obedience. Just stand. I can't. It gets better. Jesus isn't like, dude, you need to stand, but you need to walk. This word walk means walk it out. Okay, no, I'm kidding. It means make one's way. It means progress. It means to make due use of opportunities. The Hebrew is to live. that maybe, just maybe this morning you're sitting here and you feel stuck. You feel stuck in your job. You feel stuck in your relationships. You're existing in these things. You're surviving in them, but you're not thriving in them. You're living life, but you're not living life to the fullest. This man was living, but can we all agree he was not living life to the fullest? In fact, this man comes face to face with Jesus, and he has to decide right there in the moment if he's, if he's going to trust Jesus by walking in daring obedience or if he's going to remain sitting on his mat of opportunity. Because this man for 38 years has been sitting on the mat of opportunity. And how many of us are sitting with promise, pregnant? And Jesus is saying, would you move in daring obedience? Step into the grace that has been here for you. Would you dare to be adventurous and live a life that is full? Now I want to tell you something. Your life's not going to be perfect. There is no good time. <laughs> when God wants to take something that you think is dead in your life and he wants to say, stand up, let's walk. Come on, we're birthing something right now. Do you know that there's no good time? My wife never came to me one time and was like, hey, I'm pregnant. Perfect timing, bro. I'm 
I'm like, we got to figure this out. Like, what happened? I don't know. Like, it's in the Kool-Aid. I don't know what's going on. And this is what I mean. This man knew that really smart commentators that are way smarter than me, a lot of them agree that this, this moment of potential healing that people were waiting in this house of grace for would happen one time a year. And what I'm saying is, is that there is no perfect time according to man's schedule. There's only God's miracle for you. And that we need to run with a boldness, a confidence into the throne room of God. Like, bust in the door. Like, what are we doing today? Dad, what are we doing today? Do you got to work today? Do you work this morning? Do you work tonight? Can we play a game? I love this game, Exploding Kittens. My 10-year-old's like, I love Exploding Kittens. Can we play Exploding Kittens? Anyone ever played Exploding Kittens? It's a quite wild, ha, I got some of you. Yes, I'm like, she's like, can we play Exploding Kittens tonight? What are you doing tonight? Dad, are we going to Disney? Can we go to the beach? Can we go to the skate park? If you go to the skate park with me, can we skate? You know, I was gonna grab the pads and we can jump down, we can go to the beach. I can go surfing. Can we go to Disneyland today, Dad? Because she's all about fun. Why? Because she knows that it, it like brings delight and joy to me. It brings delight and joy to the Father for you to burst into the throne room boldly with confidence and be like, ha, hey, what are you doing today? I want to join you. Like, are you, are you doing healing today, God? I, I like, like, well, like, what's up? What's on the schedule? What's on the agenda? <laughs> I want to do what you do. What are you pregnant with today, Dad? Like, do you got something for us to do? Because I'm feeling kind of adventurous and audacious and bold and I have confident disregard for my own comfort I'm willing to do whatever you ask me to do what are we doing I'll wrap this up by backing up what I just said biblically Hebrews 4 <laughs> so then Since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Let us not be thrown off when people object to the non-conventional way that we obey God. That was my addendum. This high priest of ours understands our weakness. God, you just don't understand. I've been stuck in this place for 38 years. You don't understand. I've been praying for him. I've been praying for her. These kids of mine, this job, I've been waiting for five months. God's like, I understand. This is what I love about Jesus, right? Listen, the high priest, Jesus of ours, he's ours. He understands our weakness. Why? Because he faced all the same testings that we do. Yet he didn't sin. So... Ha. I love when there's a so. There's something good coming. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we'll find grace to help us when we need it most. Gosh, this morning, family, 
Let us move with daring obedience to see the grace that God has for us released and let us press into the trusting him at his word. Because when he says stand up, he's awakening something inside of you. I just want to tell you something. Some of you have things inside of you that you want, like you're like, God, would you like, I'm struggling with this. And God's like, I want to wake that thing up this morning. But not like, like, hey bro, wake up. Like wake up, stand up and create progress for you in your life. If you dare to obey. Why don't you stand with me? This morning, God's call to daring obedience is just this loving invitation to experience his best. I'm gonna step out on a limb and I'm gonna say that there's probably every one of us to a certain degree, we are not walking in the fullness, the absolute very best that God has for us. In fact, I'm gonna say something to you. I'm gonna tell you that I don't think you ever, ever will walk into that fullness the side of heaven, I think it's a constant pursuit because I think we're constantly pursuing our ability to trust God at his word and to obey him. This is the tension. This is the struggle. Daring obedience, daring obedience, daring obedience, daring obedience. It's time to stand. Family, it's time to stand. It's time to wake up. It's time to call those things that the enemy wants to call dead back to life. It's time for us to stand. It's time for us to walk. It's time for us to get unstuck. It's time for us to make progress. It's time for us, dare I say, it's time for us to live. There's two things very practically. Number one, I want you to spend some time with God. This could take 60 seconds. You can spend 60 minutes. I don't care how you do it. I want you to ask God to help you identify one area in your life. One. One is easy. You can do anything how many times? So God can surely do one thing. <laughs> ask God to help you identify one area that's currently crippling you. Listen. Ask God, spend time with them and say, God, what is one area in my life that's currently crippling me? And keeping me from moving in to the fullness of life that you've created me for. My original design. And then I want you to activate that. And I wanna challenge you to trust Jesus this week by executing one simple act of obedience to join Jesus in that area to release whatever grace he has for you in that area. Now I want you to remember something. Obedience has no obstacle. Obedience has no obstacle. Okay? Every single one of us have the ability to walk in this. It's available to all of us. Let's pray. Father, I pray right now, and I just release an empowering, 
Lord Jesus in this room. Some of you right now, you came in this morning and it's kind of a drudgery. You're like, God, I, I, I need something and I just feel stuck. And I know you have something for me. I know there's more for me and I just don't know what to do. And I, you know, I just think I need to analyze this again and I need to ask 50,000 friends of mine on Facebook for their opinion one more time. And I need, to, I need to really get a good consensus before I make a decision. But I wanna tell you something. You walked in here and, and if this is you, you know in your heart exactly what it is that daring obedience looks like in this area, but you just haven't stood up and walked it out. And this morning, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus that the Spirit of God would come and empower you, that you would move, that you would stand, that that thing is awakened inside of you right now. And that you would begin moving and making progress, that this idea that you're stuck, that things will never change, is a lie straight from the pit of hell that this is not your original design and we can walk according to our original design, which is to walk in freedom, to walk in fullness and to be alive. And so I call right now, those things that were dead and called dead once before, I call back to life right now in the name of Jesus. Those things that were dead and pronounced dead that seemed like that, that they're just gonna stay buried, I call back to life right now. Lord, we would move past this awareness and we would experience the fullness of who you are. If this is you this morning, I do not want you to leave this place without receiving prayer. I think there's power in prayer. There's power in someone coming alongside you, joining you as you join Jesus. So if you need prayer this morning, before you leave here, I want you to come forward. We have a ministry team that wants to pray with you. If you're on our online campus, we have a stream team that is ready and prepared to take good care of you. And all you have to do is raise your virtual hand and say, hey, listen, I want to join Jesus this morning. I need prayer. And they're going to be able to connect with you. And they can take you offline and they can spend some time praying with you. But do not miss the opportunity this morning to stand up, to pick up your mat and to walk right now. Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Right now, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk as we move with daring obedience. In Jesus' powerful name, everyone said amen and amen.